looking for ideas and tactical news on how to grow and market your business online? It's the perfect afternoon morning show. So grab a coffee or your pen and paper, keep driving to work, hey, eyes on the road now, and prepare to be inspired. So anyways, what kind of new hubba hubba news do we have going on in the SEO world? One of the things that came up that I've seen recently, um, one of the people that I follow on Twitter was pointing out some people that have recently left Google, some executives and some high level senior engineers talking about uh, the climate internally and that it's a big push. Uh, to get different types of initiatives done at different times that really have no meaning or purpose. And it seems like a lot of projects of the past couple of years, if they don't get hundreds of thousands or millions of adoptions, um, when they release products or aspects of products, they abandon them very quickly. And so they're talking about the culture inside of there. Nobody really puts in a lot of extra effort. There's not a lot of passion that's coming out of things over there. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting because I know that over probably the past decade, there's been a big cultural challenge uh, within Google itself, too, and a lot of people being headhunted and leaving there. So that plays into the quality of search is really where I'm getting to mm -hmm. is what do we expect that is driving, uh, you know, this company that used to say, you know, do no evil. Um and in fact, where it seems like a lot of the initiatives they're pushing is to keep up with the Joneses and remain competitive against Bing, uh, literally is probably their biggest, you know, their only competitor that's out there anymore, um, but to drive revenue, essentially, because we're continuously fighting against how do we compete organically when a lot of times now people, especially on a mobile device, you're scrolling a couple of screens before you get to any organic results. And you're being fluttered with not only shopping results, but also paid results and then map packs. Mm -hmm. So how does it really make a difference? I don't know. What do you guys think? I think there's, um, I think it's a good point because as an example, I would say that um, when Google went into gaming, they hired a very old school kind of guy to do it. Um, <clears throat> and when you say gaming, you're talking about Xbox, PlayStation, PC, yeah. so that type of gaming. Yeah, so they basically announced a service. I can't remember its name now, but they announced a service, and you, everyone thought it was going to be like, oh, it's going to be like streaming and this and that. But it was very like it was those things, but it was like very like connected to hardware still, which you would never associate with Google. Um, and it was because they got the guy who originally launched Xbox to do it. And he hasn't moved on with the times, I don't think so. Like, um, they launched it. They had it for a year. They canned it. Um, and all the people who bought those controllers to use their service, they can now use the, that controller for other things. But, like, it's a perfect example of they tried something. It didn't, it didn't grow very quickly. They got rid of it very quickly you know and uh, apparently they're using the aspects of that cloud gaming service for other things um that has proven like profitable for them but like i think it shows how quickly they can dump an idea even if uh, even like a, it must be at a huge cost i think for something like that yeah i mean there's a lot of money that goes into r d and they want to see return on investment and they want to see what that ends up you know turning into them or turning into for them 
that's driven by a consumer. But I think there's a lot of conjoining parts too as well. Google's got that edge because they have Android. And so they can really control that system. And again, it's a free license for developers to use. So that opens them up to a huge mobile market and tablet market. Um, I think that's their only saving grace in regards to that, to adoption that can drive ad revenue for them. Um, what what about as far as Apple Vision Pro that's coming out? What do you guys know about that? Seriously? That's not the new VR headset, is it? Yeah. It is? Okay. I saw a little bit about it, but not much. So I'm wondering what that is going to do, too. If you take a look um, at their website, I know it's coming out in February that you're going to be able to purchase that and do that. Um, but it looks like to me, <clears throat> obviously integrated all with Apple products and their data specifically also, it looks like there's a big dri drive towards, um, their map and shopping or looking for places to go and to view, uh, different types of Airbnbs or vacation spots or businesses. And it seems like a pretty cool immersive experience. Um, obviously it's something you want to do at home and you're in a room by yourself because you're going to look like a weirdo kind of standing there with this, this helmet on moving around and stuff. Right. Um, but on their website right now, it actually looks pretty, pretty, pretty gnarly. And I'm trying to figure out besides a bunch of kids wanting to play with this in a big way, what really can you, you, you get out of this? And does this mean that Apple's going to enter into a bigger marketplace and there's always been talks about them actually um launching their own search engine so to speak mm -hmm. and so is that going to matter with how you're ranking uh based off of their aspects where there's a lot of similarities between bing and google anyways um and how you should rank and what their signals are going to be but it makes me wonder if this is going to be a challenge for us like i think this is seems like it's pretty cool for for stuff like this so we're talking about facetime and communicating with friends and loved ones and how the hell do they see you in this situation i was just about to ask like we can see like when you facetime they can see them but how do they see the person with this vision pro headset on i mean i think it's kind of cool because it's like a computer so either a desktop or a laptop just with these goggles on um, I don't personally like the the wrist. Is that you? I'm, no, <laughs> I don't like the wristband because then it's like you know you use your fingers to like control it, and that's a little weird for me. Oh, because um, like that. even the watch is doing that. If you, I saw the commercials a few weeks ago, but like the girl was asleep and um, her alarm kept going off on her watch, so she would just like double click her fingers, and then it would just stop. So they're like tapping into like your system and it, it's weird. It's it's going in a lot of different places. But I mean, from the look of like what's actually seen in the headset, I think it's pretty cool. But um, I don't see it being a huge threat because first people have to buy it and use it. Then um, it has to go into like whether it's good or not, because who had the headset and everybody was like, it's a no go. Was it Google? Yeah, Google Glass. I actually yeah, have yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole package in like mint condition. And it is up for sale if either of you are interested to have a relic. Um, but I do have the extra battery. I have like the sunglass clip to it. I mean, I went 
I went pretty all in on that package and it was cool. Um, it did force you to, to, I, I know that Gary, you're going to be like, so what, who cares? Um, but for Jalen and I, when we're Apple users, um, I actually had to get a Android device in order for me to Bluetooth and sync up and then dongle essentially off that cell or Wi-Fi signal to do postings. And at the time, the only thing that was really a big deal, well, you could post to your Google Plus profile, which um, I'm sure you two are both, you know, deeply immersed into your Google Plus profile anymore because those haven't been around for years. So that was their big fail. Uh, but to post to Facebook, I remember being at PubCon and speaking and another guy on the panel was actually doing a live cast uh, with his Google Glass. But it really wasn't a big of a deal. Again, dependencies on your connection and the clarity of that connection, but also on your right-hand side is where the battery sat and it was kind of heavy um, and it also got warm. So you had like this radiating warmth right behind your ear, right against your skull that kind of felt kind of weird after a while too, almost like you're in the sun. And so, um, yeah, it kind of sucked. They only had a 30-day return policy, which I inquired probably 90 days too late. So I ate those, but I feel like it's museum quality for something one day um, mm -hmm. that can be some type of a box on display somewhere. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> I don't know that I should be so proud of it, but I, I am interested to see how this is going to play out. Obviously watching movies, I see this being pretty cool in a flight. Um, if you're yeah. able to sync up with your phone and watch a movie that way and actually listen to it, although it looks like it doesn't have, or does it's probably got to connect with ear pods in regards to doing so. Um, so with, with the Google Glass, was it prescription? No. These are prescriptions. That's pretty cool. Really? Yes. I'm looking at the pre-order page and you can have it as readers or prescription-based. No shit. I wonder so you don't I even have to wear that. your glasses because the, the vision um, set is... I think that could get a lot of people just off of that being different, but yeah. Uh, young people walking around with this shit. I don't know about older people. Um, <laughs> people my age. Oh, it's got a battery pack, right? Um, Does it have it a has to, and it probably, it, you could probably just charge it wirelessly to. Um, Why do you need so much storage? What are you storing? Yeah, if you go to the pre-order page, it does. It has like a huge battery pack, actually. Let's get started. So, oh, oh, you've got to size it up for your face. So, storage: two hundred fifty-six gigs to a terabyte. Apple cares five hundred dollars. Wait till you see the cost of the actual product. Holy shit! It's thirty-five hundred dollars. <laughs> That is definitely going to be limiting, uh, in my opinion, to the type of people that are going to jump into this. Yep. That's an easy way. There's their battery pack right there, Gary. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I battery to it. I mean, did you guys ever use HoloLens? Who? HoloLens. Microsoft's HoloLens. No. So Microsoft had a mixed reality um, headset. Uh, called HoloLens. They made two versions of it. It never really made it onto shelves as like a thing that you could buy like Google uh, Glass or anything like that, all this. Um, not that I'm aware of anyway. Um, 
But military, like the US military took it up and stuff like that. And it basically, I, I, I don't know the exact differences between this and that. I know that the HoloLens had a very like limited uh, viewpoint on it. Um, so you could only see things from a certain point of view. But the way it was sold, uh, there was like, um, you you could, like, it was a little bit like we're seeing with the Apple headset where you could put up a screen and do something with it. Um, or, and I know that they were using it for training for like mechanical things and uh, um, surgery things, um, aspects like that. And I just wonder like what, I think if if this new product from Apple can fulfill a need, then it will be somewhat successful in um, being adopted and maybe the price going down. But I just wonder what need it's fulfilling. Because if all it can do is put up a screen, I mean, it's great to have your own private screen that no one else can see. But I mean, mm -hmm. we do have TVs for that and stuff like that. So I wonder... Um, because, too, even looking at this page, you know how the watches um, say, like, you can get wireless or Wi-Fi, and it doesn't have that option. So how are you connecting it to Wi-Fi, or does it have wireless? I think it's probably going to Bluetooth okay. and sync up with what you have as far as your phone or your um, your uh, connection on your Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. It, it definitely shows, I mean, people have been doing this, like, for a very, very long time. I mean, Nintendo yeah. had a thing. I can't even remember what it was called. Like, the uh, glove and the they had, oh, like, a thing back. Why did, why back did Meta fail? What about the Meta glasses? Has it the, failed? Oh, um, the, um, no, Meta. but they bought something, right? They bought their VA thing. VR thing um the um i know what you're talking about that that has like um that's connected to like their metaverse push and everything isn't it yeah um, i think that's vr so that's a little mm -hmm. different rather well, than mixed reality i think this is something we got to keep an eye on and we <clears throat> need to take in consideration what apple's going to be coming out with I think we, I smell a search engine for them specifically because they do harness and collect their own data. Mm -hmm. They are in competition directly with Google. And if you want to embrace and find out different elements, um, I think you have a competitive advantage if you are listing your business and showing up a certain way with Apple-based reviews or in the Apple Maps uh, pack and people doing something like this. I can't see... Jalen or Gary, you guys walking down the street with this thing on, um, visiting San Francisco and looking to, you know, check out some cool places. And, you know, one of the weirdest things that was always, especially at this conference for PubCom, when after it first came out, a lot of people had the glasses on and you would see them just kind of stop and kind of be robotic. And then they're sitting there moving their finger across this, you know, the brim of the glass to swipe and, and look at. It was very similar like Apple uh, Watch where you can swipe through like a tweet or a news alert or mm -hmm. uh, a brief of a message. You were doing the same thing there too. What I noticed when I'm wearing them, because the way it was projecting in front of your right eye, you had a tendency to really try to focus in on that, which blurs out everything else that's going around you. Um, and it was really hard. It was even a split second you know, to regain focus in something you're doing. To multi-purpose that, 
Um, in everyday life, I think that's why it had the demise of doing so. Now, people with disabilities, uh, people that have mobile disabilities, uh, even cognitive uh, type advantages to these tools, I, I see positives in. But is there money and underwriting there for these things? Um, we're sharing the screen here and looking at Apple's page in regards to this. And I'm going to go back one because one of the things I saw that was pretty badass is the gaming community. So you have, you know, immersed for not having to buy a television, but actually watch a movie wherever you're at, which I think opens things up to laying in your bed or being really virtually anywhere, even in your backyard, um, on your deck and stuff and being able to enjoy an environment, but then immerse yourself in an environment visually and probably audibly. Um, but the gaming environment on this is, is pretty badass too, which is opening up, you're submersing yourself in the game. Now, how clear and pixelated or, again, surround sound and everything, pairing those obviously with some Apple headphones is going to be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, so younger market. Uh, that could be something that they can end up doing. And of course, you can fancel, uh, fancel. you can finance with Apple Pay or yeah. Apple Finance. So that's going to allow you to break that uh, cost apart. But um, man, 3500 bucks is a bit to get into. Yeah, sure. Again, what I think is pretty badass here and from a search standpoint of view is where I can now look at all these integrated Apple product apps and specifically the maps products. And of course, I see Safari showing up on here. Um, mm -hmm. What are the other tools? It's listing all of their apps. So notes, um, Freeform. I'm not even sure what Freeform is. What the hell is Freeform? It's basically like a drawn tool. So oh. paint. Okay, okay. So Apple TV, your music, uh, mindfulness, which would be good for controlling stress and anxiety. Um, but the maps aspect is where I see that being probably more of an advantage and Safari, obviously browsing. And I wonder now at this point too, you were saying it has a lot of hand gestures in order to do things inside of mm -hmm. these glasses. So again, Safari with the web, that's going to be another big aspect and how's it showing up? So obviously optimizing just for regular web across the board is going to help you out in a lot of ways. I'm interested to see types of stats of who will be utilizing this and for what reasons to put mm. together a presentation on keynote. Right. Can't that be in a big draw. Anyway, something for us definitely to keep an eye on. What else do we have going on in the SEO world or the digital marketing world today? Um, so something I was uh, kind of monitoring recently is the, um, uh, Google Search Console, some of the changes they've been making there and something they've been pushing for the last um, two months is they've been adding new structured data um, options to, uh, to, to their ecosystem, basically, but they've been highlighting it in Google Search Console. So um, they recently announced new markup for vacation rentals. They've announced new uh, markup support for organization details, logo logo structured data, um, discussion forums, and profile page markups as well. Um, and also uh, new course information and structured data. So they've, they're kind of going really hard on it. These are like four announcements that they've made um, since November. And it's just like something that I think 
a lot of people may not think about, but is a is a is a huge deal. Um, and it kind of I, I've kind of been looking more into like the new types, and uh, there's kind of there is a lot of options for um, when you are looking to apply that to your uh, site by using a code like um, schema or something like that, there are a lot of different new types. And it's just, I think it's really important for people to maybe have a look at that and get updated on what their options are now. Because those four options have just been added in the last two months. And um, something that Google points out that I think a lot of people would find interesting, um, we're just gonna try and find it here, but um, they, they provide some like stats on structured data on pages. And some of the things they point out are things like, um, Rotten Tomatoes added structured data to 100,000 unique pages and measured a 25% higher click-through rate for pages enhanced with structured data compared to pages without structured data. Um, the Food Network converted 80% of their pages to enable search features and has seen a 35% increase in visits. So these are like these are things that um, aren't really on the front page of news, but I think is super important to kind of stay up to date with because there wow. are new options being added all the time. Yeah, you bring up some really, really good points there, and especially with that example with rotten tomatoes. Did you say tomato or tomato? I wasn't sure. Uh, I definitely would have said rotten tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all of that data structured-wise, uh, I think opened you up to a couple of new opportunities. You know, as of the fall, finding a lot of user-generated content, giving or, or receiving a lot more love from all of the uh, updates that Google has made since August has proven the pudding there. And if you have data already in a certain aspect um, and it's going to be geared more towards uh, end users, I guess all content is, but in specifically for people looking for very detailed types of information and you're in the business of aggregating those types of things. I think that is pretty legit and pretty cool. Um, you need to take advantage of those things. So we will throw a link up along with this posting on recent news of what Google's talking about, but markup support for vacation rentals is also another big one. And we're in the midst of a ice storm, snowstorm, kids not in school and everything else. So a lot of people here in the Midwest, Mideast, um, are thinking about going somewhere warmer. And what a better way than to get out there on whatever product you're using in Chrome, uh, whatever device you're using to go and look for vacation rentals. And I, I would assume there's some early adopters to this that are actually going to be uh, showing up a lot stronger than some of the competition. So those are aspects to definitely consider and think about.